is all the way from Washington, D.C. He is an actor, director, and teacher presenting the CEO and founder of Jay Weeks Entertainment, Mr. Jay Dieter. What does it mean to be an artist? Tell us, how do you define an artist? Anyone, anyone systemically practices practice any form of creation in a world full of self-righteousness squared. Artists create a world they can run to when square life gets heavy. They anyone, and take away artists to As an artist, you give as an artist, you can be a creative person that has a gift or talent that they can use to express themselves. It can be in different forms of art. But what is evident is that they have a passion for their gift, and they would do it in most cases, whether they were paid or not. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Artist Prepares. I am your host, Mr. J. The Actor. My next guest coming to the stage is all the way from Moss Point, Mississippi. She's an actress who's had the luxury to perform on stage, film, and television who's most recently created an opportunity to work behind the camera and has produced for both film and television. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mrs. Whitney K. Thank How you, you doing, Whit? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Just, you know, stand safe, stand six feet apart from everybody during this interesting pandemic how about you i'm good uh i'm staying safe as well you know not very different nowadays you know everything has changed yeah you get ready to hop out the car and get some gas but dang i ain't even got my mask feel like you gotta have your mask everything yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) cool so i am so excited to have you here uh one of my fellow scad alumni so yeah yeah. it's (laughs) We're going to have some fun, so I hope you are prepared to have some fun today because we're going to get into it. <laughs> I am. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me here on your show. Cool. So, you know, you and I are both, you know, we're actors. So, you yeah. know, in order for actors to really get going, we got to get a little warm-ups, you know? So I got a, I got <laughs> a few uh, little icebreakers, <laughs> you know, little rapid-fire questions. The first uh, first couple are just going to be some word association. So, you know, when I give you the word, just give me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear it. Okay? Okay. All right. First one, happiness. What comes to mind when you hear happiness? Joyful, smiling, laughter. Mm, okay. Okay. I see you. Fame. Reality TV. <laughs> oh, Tell me more about that. (laughs) Okay, so what had happened was, so no, I have a guilty pleasure. Um, I kind of got my husband caught up in it, but we just got through watching Housewives of Potomac. Oh, Oh, yeah, they go in. It is really interesting. (laughs) And it's funny, like, I used to watch it, and then I stopped. I was just like, oh, I don't like what it's turned into. But then, like... Somebody got me on and I got caught up and we just watched the reunion. And so I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So. Uh, okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Broadway comes to mind when you hear Broadway. 
Broadway, I think really talented actor. Uh, those are the legends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a, nothing but respect for them. Right, um, right. A lot of hard work. Okay, okay. Yeah. Struggle. What was that? Struggle? Struggle. Whew. Dun, dun, dun. My journey. <laughs> really? Really? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk yeah, about definitely. that. Okay. Oh, we will. <laughs> Woman. Strength. Mm. Vibrant. Mm. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. So you're an artist and, you know, when when it's time for you to get in your zone, right? I know people have different mm-hmm. things they do. If you listen to music, mm-hmm. right, what is a song that's going to get you in your zone as you prepare? Oh, well, I have a whole playlist, actually. Um, mm. Yeah, actually, uh, it's really funny. I can't really listen to music with lyrics when it comes to focusing. Really? Um, I listen to classical music, yeah, or uh, scores from movies. That gets me going. So okay. I'm I'm a different type of... <laughs> I love all types boy. of music. Um, except metals maybe not my thing i grew up listening to country and gospel i'm from okay. mississippi okay. uh but i think i got burnt out on the country part so <laughs> it <laughs> yeah i actually have a whole playlist called uh study and focus and it's a uh list of musical like scores from movies and mm. television shows and um just like classical music going back to Beethoven. Um, and I like a little jazz too. Um, Can't so go wrong with jazz. Can't something go. like that. Okay, okay. I like it. All right. So <laughs> you have an option. Someone gives you an option, right? You can be in a movie, and it could be okay. either a Tyler Perry movie or a Spike mm-hmm. Lee movie. Which one are you picking? I got to go with Spike Lee. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I I would love to be in a Tyler Perry movie, too, but I don't right. know, like, I feel like Spike Lee goes into more depth when it comes to actually delivering the message, okay. and um, he has a way of, like, really getting to you, right? Yeah. Uh, I've watched um, some of his films where it really left me thinking about it after and when i'm just in like awe and i have to like sit down and ponder and really think about something i feel like the whole production as far as like the writer the producers the actors like they did their job telling the story because i i'm not gonna say i find it rare but a lot of entertainment today like it's entertaining and it's it's fun right it's mm-hmm. cool like it brings out those emotions or reactions from the audience yes. but when you have something that actually makes you think about something or you want to um look into historical facts and you want to learn about it yes. i feel like that is the true definition of what telling a story is regardless of whether it's talk about it facts or fiction so hey. that's just me <laughs> y- y'all hear that kids tell the story i always tell my acting students and anybody i work with the story is much more important than anything else if you can tell the story Absolutely. everything else falls into place okay definitely you're a well-versed actress you know you've acted on stage as well as on film which would you say is harder film acting or stage oh my god stage all day really tell us about absolutely this. tell us about yeah it. it just 
takes a lot, like both processes, right? It's a lot of work that goes into both, right? But like, it is so much more pressure when the audience is there and yeah. you can listen for the reaction. And, and on top of that, you know, like if you mess up, you got to keep going. It's no cut or cut. takes there, you know? So, they're looking at you the whole time. And, like. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like with theater, like is a lot more intimate and um, I don't know, like it's a, it's just a lot more work and, digging within your soul to like really deliver and bring Bring it it. and like really kill it you can't be mediocre doing theater and i have nothing but respect yes okay theater actors i honestly feel like some of the best actors that are in our film industry they come from such a strong theater background yes and they tell you that too even if you look at your your denzels your viola davis's your samuels they always say Stage is what made me. They always Absolutely. say that. Stage is what made me who I am. So, yeah. So, shout out to all those stage actors out there. We, we, we <laughs> love y'all. I'm one of them. <laughs> so, here we go. I got another one for you. All right. Okay. If you had the opportunity to remake any film, so you can think of any film that you like, and you were like, you know what? I can see myself in it, right? But you're the star in this film. What okay. film would it be? It could be any movie. Anything. Oh, I got to think about this one. Oh, yeah. I know that's kind of a tough one because there's so many movies and so many things that you want to do as an artist. But... Well, I've always wanted to do something similar to... This might be considered a timepiece, actually, but Eve's Bayou. That's one of my favorite movies. I can see um, you doing Eve's. I can see you doing yeah, Eve's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even my mom, like, it was kind of weird. I love you, mom. But she was like, um, she was like, you just have that, that old person spirit, you know, that and that timely look like that classic look. And I Mm -hmm. I never really understood what What that that meant. (laughs) But when I actually, you know, like saw different pieces and movies, like, I don't want to play a slave. But I, you know, I would absolutely love to play. a timepiece that's maybe in like the forties, the fifties. I mm-hmm. love the fashion, you know, I love the stories. I, I love mm-hmm. the history behind it. Mm-hmm. Some of, a lot of it's painful. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, um, as a storyteller, <laughs> you're also teaching. And another thing, not to get off subject too much, but this your, hey, this is your show. Go ahead. Go ahead. And school was my favorite subject. Okay. So to make it more interesting, you know, I feel like telling a story based off historical facts or, you know, it, and the story doesn't necessarily have to be um, like nonfiction, mm-hmm. but things that are relevant in that time, like nice. from how people spoke to the fashion, to th- like the food that they ate, mm-hmm. uh, the jobs that they had, you know, what the relationships was like with that, what those um, communication, you know, what the communication was like, um, with marriages, friendships, you know, like things are so different now. Mm-hmm. So I just really want to go back into history and right. and like really be able to tell that story. So yeah, I absolutely would love to do um a timepiece. So yeah, Eve's by you. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So what has been the best advice you receive as an actress? Because we know we usually get a lot of bad advice, a lot of negative things. What 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 are, what are some of, you know, maybe some of the thing or maybe even something that even stuck with you? Okay. Um, 
So actually this came from one of my acting coaches and uh, they basically told me that it is not a race. It is your journey. Yes. You cannot compare yourself to other people, although it's going to be extremely easy to do that, Mm -hmm. but focus on what steps you're taking to better yourself to get to where you need to be. So I think that that's very important and not just as far as like acting, but just in life in general, you know, Um, like just, you know, focus on me, Whitney doing Whitney. Right. right. And I'm doing, and although I might not be moving as fast as someone else. And on top of that, who am I to say how fast their journey was? I don't know what they went through to get to where they are today. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, maybe having that tunnel vision on what my goal is, what am I doing to reach that? What time am I investing in myself? What am I doing to better myself as a person and an artist? Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like that all comes together with, um, you know, following what I need to do to go through my journey and reaching my goals. I mean, it's very easy to to fall into that trap of looking at other people comparing, especially with social media now, because, you know, half of it is true and the other half you like, you don't, you don't know what to believe, but it's more about showing people, look how successful I am. Um, I've always been a bigger fan of just doing the work. Like I'm going to do the work and you'll know me by my work. And so I like that. I, I've never really tried to focus on anything else besides saying, look, if you know Jay Weeks, you know, he going to work. You know, if you ask him to do right. something, if I say I'm going to do something, you know, I'm going to do the work. So I've always tried to focus on the work. And what I found mm-hmm. over the years is that once you do the work, people know you by the work. And you, oh, you yeah. may do something, you know, five years later, they be like, hey, didn't you do such and such or you know, such and such said they work with you and you were really like, yeah, okay, cool. But once you kind of focus on that work, it allows you, like you said, to have that tunnel vision because it's so easy, especially in our realm, right? You see a friend mm-hmm. that they're doing something, you're like, wow. And they may even be starting after you or at the same time. And you're like, well, dang, what am I doing? If this person is doing that. So sometimes it can be an easy slope to just go right down there and, and look at yourself. And now you're looking at yourself like... I ain't done nothing, but you've <laughs> done three, four, five films. You've done commercials. You've done all different things, whether they be small or large. And exactly. I always try to encourage my other artists as well as myself, like celebrate your wins because you celebrating those wins will carry you over for those moments when you feel like you're not doing anything or you have a gap where you take a break or, okay, I'm not doing anything right now because I'm focusing on something else or whatever. But if you can celebrate yeah. those wins and remember those times, yo, I did do that. You know, take a picture, look at it. Hey, I remember when I did this play. I remember I done this film or whatever. That will help you in those moments where you feeling like, man, I ain't done nothing. Golly, what am right. I doing in my life? <laughs> Got this degree, went to this illustrious school and all this, nothing. But, hey, <laughs> it's going to be all right. So, yeah, so shout, shout out to you for the, the rapper. You, you feel warmed up now? <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you feel you are you you feeling warmed up now? Oh yeah, like I'm good you and actress, warmed up. Right. I, I love talking right. about what I have a passion for. So it's been a minute since I've actually had this type of conversation with anyone. So okay. um it's just refreshing. It's really nice, you know. Cool. So I found something on the internet 
<laughs> and I think this is you. Uh, but you can let me know if this is this is your words. So I'm just going to read a quote that I have from you. And okay. we can talk about it afterwards. Uh, it says, I want to take different opportunities to grow closer to where I really want to be. I've always wanted to act for theater and television. My dreams are to become a part of the elite circle in the entertainment industry, whether it is being on camera or behind the production, building the project. Print model is another thing I find myself interested in becoming more familiar with. Practice makes perfect. And with a network like this, I can meet people and model for various projects. At the end of the day, I want to entertain people and bring stories to life. So my question is, are you a model? No. <laughs> it's something that I was very interested in, even going back. Oh, my God. Like, I did local fashion shows, like runway shows when I was, like, I think 11. Mm -hmm. So I've been taking, like, headshots and pictures and like, I, I love it. Like, I love dressing up. I love getting into character. And, um, you downplaying it. You I a model know, like, and don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we got an exclusive, y'all. She's of. a model. Don't want to tell nobody. Nah, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but no, I, um, I don't know. Like, I just find, I just don't necessarily want to put myself in one box. I got If you. I can basically do what I love. Um, one way by modeling and modeling has motivated me um, or taking my, doing my photo shoot. I'm going to say model. I'm not a professional model, but why not? Yeah, I model. I'll just say that. Have you done it? And so, you model? What do you mean? <laughs> Stop yeah, it. Like, Give me the labels. You, have you modeled before? <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I actually have. Okay. There was one, I will say that I didn't necessarily like the attitude Okay. behind a lot of it and I think that's why I didn't choose that path dominantly because I actually auditioned for a modeling gig okay and took pictures it was like my first shoot I think I was modeling like lingerie or like a swimsuit it was like a bunch of different you know gorgeous yeah. women or whatever okay. but because I wasn't shaped or the size that they would portray, you know, mm -hmm. like basically I got a generalized email basically saying that I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't good enough. And wow. this is why they chose these people. It was for a magazine. Yeah. Wow. And so all I could really do is laugh at it. Cause I'm like, first of all, I'm not starving myself for anyone. <laughs> like, do you need to be, you know, um, diligent and, you know, and strict about your health? Yes. I'm all about, my well-being and being healthy yes but i'm not being a size zero for anyone <laughs> so let's just make that let's clear. get it out the way so <laughs> yeah definitely so it's like when i i find my own opportunities to do it so i basically have different relationships with friends you know co-workers that are mm -hmm. photographers and they will need a model and they'll ask me to like you know just Get, model for them so that they can fill out their portfolio or whatever okay. and so I'm like well sure yeah why not so that's basically where all those opportunities come from or if there's a photographer that um wants to put the he's uh providing headshots for actors for a mm -hmm. discounted price or for free mm -hmm. I will look at their portfolio and if okay. it's something that I feel that you know I that's want fine. my face on and it will work for me then absolutely like 
I'm down. So nice. that's the history behind that. As far as the other stuff, I was actually, when we went to SCAD, I was also a film minor. I okay. wanted to double major so bad, but it was so expensive. So <laughs> I couldn't just double major. But um, back to telling stories, like I actually wrote like a few shorts, like for a web series. I never got it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like, I like to pull from my experiences yes. or something that inspired me. And mm-hmm. I just like to write. If it's something that I had a dream about, like, I'll log it down yeah, yeah. and I will um, save it as content for something that could be useful. So um, one thing that inspired me to do that uh, was when my professor, Amy Lerner Maddox, she was my uh, production my script writing production uh, professor and uh-huh. she had us write our own scripts and I had to dire- direct, I had to shoot it and I had to oh, like work with actors. Yeah. And one thing I learned about myself is I absolutely love working with actors. Um, even when I'm not like, I'm not shooting anything now, but when I'm assisting my fellow actors with their self tapes and stuff, mm-hmm. like I like to give them a little direction, give them a little boost, you know, help them out, give them some, advice that could help them right and um i mean it, it just i just it's something i enjoy doing so it's it's like i don't necessarily have to always be in front of the camera um i definitely have an interest in doing more behind the scenes stuff you are so a, and, I, and i have a lot of friends that do uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff and i right. and i'll talk to them sometimes and get advice for them and i have books and books of things about that I mean, so. you, you're just defining what it means to be a artist to the core, right? An artist, I mean, yeah. you, you operate in whatever capacity, whether it be in a church, a storefront, uh, a school building, uh, a bus, anywhere, any opportunity you get to utilize your art, you have to do it. So it's not just about Definitely. being one way. It's just, hey, however I get to use my skills, I'm going to use it. So I like that. I like yeah. that you, you're like that. So dope. So before we get even into the interview and, and get a little deeper, just tell the people, how do you and I know each other? We both attended SCAD at the time. <laughs> it was predominantly uh, white and you really could see any black person that was on campus, like yes. from a mile away, like, oh my God, it's a black guy. Black I got person. Person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was pretty much what it was like and it was not many um african-american males that was actually in our performing arts industry it was um i really i think i can count on maybe one hand it was definitely under 10 people mm-hmm. that was like performing arts that were actors yeah. um that were men mm-hmm. and the, the number was just as small for women so yes. yeah like i think we we're, did we work together on Lakeisha Green's project? I think she did something with Fences. I felt like you were at that rehearsal. No, I wasn't. I just had a you presence. You didn't work I on was, that? <laughs> SCAD was where well, I done the least amount of work. <laughs> Everything I wanted to do with SCAD got rejected. But no, but uh, I, I do remember. I got a story for that Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, you were in SCAD because you were in, was it undergrad for you? Yes, okay, definitely so you, undergrad. Okay. Yeah, so you were undergrad, and then I was in grad. And so in the grad program, oh, I was okay. the only black male. 
everyone else I think was in undergrad. So like Derek yeah, and okay. uh what's the other guy? George. Romeo. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. Yeah, George. Yeah. Those are the only three I remember besides right. you. And so yeah, so they were undergrad. So I was the only one in in the grass. So I was the the person that anything black, I was the the hey, XJ, he knows. I'm like, I'm not the spokespeople. <laughs> I'm not the spokesperson for all black people. But uh, again, when I wow. saw you, I'm like, oh, wow, another black person. And for me, it was it was re- reversed because I had just come from a HBCU. So I graduated <gasps> undergrad to HBCU oh. and then I go to scan. It's like, oh, my goodness. Culture black shock. So, yeah. Uh, so it was very interesting for me and very different very challenging but it's also probably some of the years that really made me who i was it it was very Mm -hmm. tough for me but it also molded me it made me much stronger to to be in the world to have that tough skin where people are going to say no they're not going to like you they're not going to understand because simply how you look you know it's, it's crazy but hey it happens but i learned to to move through that so yeah, it was great to see another black person. Oh snap, another black person. So yeah, but I I have yeah. heard about your work and everything before, so I, I knew about you a little bit. Again, it wasn't yeah. a lot of black people, so if you saw a black person, no, exactly. I this? just I remember always seeing you at Crite Hall, but I don't. Re- I was like, I don't remember taking any classes with you, but that makes sense because I didn't even know you were a grad. Mm-hmm. I just knew like. I was happy to see another black person. Oh, of course, <laughs> we all were. Arts. We all were. Yeah, yeah. When we see yeah, it, we're it like, was. Whoa. Yeah, I remember yeah. being even in taking electives and different things and, and being the only black person in the class. So, yeah. I, yeah, so I understood that. So when you saw another black person, you were very excited. You got to know. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell us, how did you get into the arts? Because you seem like a real artsy person. So how, how did you get into the arts? Well, it started back when I was about seven years old Hmm. um and I started off like I was very timid I was very shy I didn't have a lot of friends I got bullied a lot Mm -hmm. and I uh I expressed myself through music like I took uh I took piano lessons and basically don't ask me to play today I forgot (laughs) but (laughs) but anyway so around as I got older, like around the age, I think it was like 14, my piano teacher uh, had this off-Broadway director that was traveling throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And she convinced my parents to have me go to a workshop. I actually didn't want to go because I'm like, I don't want to talk in front of people. I, I was speak. very shy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't do this, mom. But they were like, no, you need this. So they pushed me into it. Right, right. And um, long story short, uh, it was like a bunch of kids that went and he had to pick two kids from the Gulf Coast. That's where I'm from, Mississippi. Okay. And um, he picked me and this other kid. And it was around that time when I ended up flying to New York. Um, it was my first time on a plane. I was wow. by myself. I got lost in the airport. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I went to this acting workshop that was in Harris, New York for like two weeks. And um, basically like I learned a lot, like I, we worked with these actors that was, were in like soap operas mm-hmm. and um, it like I learned about monologues. I remember I said my first cursing word. I was like yes, scared because <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I have to say this? And it was like, I mean, it wasn't like a horrible. It was just like, what the hell? And right. but you know, as a like, youngster, though, curse. still, like, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, hell, like, is my mom gonna like get me? <laughs> so, but yeah, so I remember it was very intense. I took dance classes. I took, um, I mean, it it was crazy, and it was all these kids. And that was my first time going through culture shock. Hmm. Just like your scat experience, it was literally me. It was like a hun- over hundreds of kids. And it was like only three black people. And you could like spot them throughout the whole, the whole campus. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so, um, and then it was like cold. <laughs> right. But um, I, first of all, learned to make friends talk to people because I had to get out of my shell. I couldn't like be in a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to like take something from the experience. Right, right. And I, uh, at the end of the workshop, I did my first monologue at, I think it was, I'm trying to remember the theater. I think it was like the Opium Theater in mm-hmm. New York, Manhattan, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I performed my monologue. I think it was like a one minute, two minute monologue in front of like a hundred something people. And I was so nervous. And I remember like after the first few seconds, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to puke. Like (laughs) I'm going to pee my pants. I'm so nervous. But like once I started saying my lines and I, you know, it was like a comedic monologue about this girl that um, was at this dance and this guy wanted to dance with her, but she she was basically turning him down and she was like, you know, you're not my type. This is what my standards are. Right, right. And people were laughing. And so I loved the reaction. And after that, I was like, this is what I want to do. So from the age 14, that is when I decided that I wanted to pursue acting. Mm. Um, My parents, you know, they were shocked because like, I'm the shy, timid kid. And now I'm doing a monologue in front of all these people. So when I returned to high school or whatever, it was weird. It was like, I just went from the shy kid to like, I was talking to everyone. Mm-hmm. I joined the drama club. Um, now I will say I went to a public black school Okay. Um, and a lot of money did not go into the arts. So I Never didn't know. have the opportunity to see a lot of the plays and learn as much as what my colleagues and my classmates learned mm-hmm. by the time I went to SCAD. Right. So I felt pretty crappy <laughs> and ignorant when I came to SCAD and I learned I knew nothing, mm-hmm. but you know, the things that I did, you know, right, but right. it did help me to toughen my skin and not be so scared. Like okay. I felt like, I don't know, you know, like you get these powers, like a, the best way that I can explain it is like, I don't know, the avatars or whatever, like you're a hero, you know, when you, you can be this shy, timid person. And when you get on stage, it's like, you're somebody else. You get to switch. be whoever you want to be a switch going and on. you get to use your imagination to tell a story. And it is yeah. so awesome. So, um, yeah. And when I told my parents that I wanted to go to a performing arts school. I remember I was looking at schools in Chicago. My mom was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) so I was like, well, I want to get out of Mississippi. So what else, you know, I heard about, I never heard about SCAD actually until we did our research. Yeah. Like nobody talked about it. I mean, in Mississippi, everything was about football and baseball. Like, you know, in the South, typically, yeah. In the South, everything is is sports related. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, like I'm a small town girl. I'm not even from like a metro area where there's like a lot of opportunities and places to go. So I learned a lot of things when I actually attended SCAD. Okay. But, um, 
that's pretty much how it got started and that's dope i don't know like it makes me really happy and um as it should i don't know like it it just brightens up my spirits and my my day and and it's just something that i want to do for the rest of my life until i take my last breath so Mm. So I, what I remember about you as SCAD was that you were, I could see everything you just described. I saw it, right. <laughs> you could tell like you, you wanted to kind of speak, but you were still had like a reserve to you. Right. But oh, even yeah. when I would see you uh, perform, whether y'all be doing scenes or monologues, or whatever, I could always see there was so much more in you that you weren't tapping into and I could see it, but it was like, eh. <laughs> Uh, it was like almost like should I or shouldn't I? So I could always see yeah. that in you, but I knew there was always more. So I, I would watch you though and, and see you perform. I would see y'all rehearsing and doing things because, of course, you know, <laughs> Scad, you weren't doing a lot of stuff, um, right? As far as like who with us. So when you saw somebody doing something, it was like, oh yes, okay, do it. I'll be at your rehearsal or whatever the case may be. I, I'll read lines with you, or whatever. So I definitely saw everything you just described. So I mean, I know for me the arts has, has been something I've always said has like kind of saved my life, right? It's given me another mm-hmm. opportunity, another perspective on life and everything. But why do you, why do you feel like you love the arts so much? I feel, okay, so growing up being bullied, and I am about to get a little personal, growing up and being bullied and not having a lot of friends, you mm-hmm. know, and growing up with a um, very strict household, yeah, I dealt with a lot of depression. Mm. And so, um, like, it just, like, I had anxiety, I had depression, it was just something that was always like a part of my life. So when I actually found something that gives me that gave me joy, like, I feel like in a way it saved my life. And, Mm. and I look at it this way, and I think we discussed this before. Um, One thing that I love about what we do, when it comes to telling stories is like for the audience, right? they get to come home or go to a environment, you know, like a theater or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And they get to, for that moment, forget about their troubles and all their personal issues that they have to deal with, even their routine life and just like take themselves out of their world for Mm -hmm. one moment and, you know, learn about this other world, learn about this story. So whether it's being an audience member or actually being the storyteller, you know, and, and being whatever character that you need to be, um, to tell the story, I feel like it, um, it's really important. Yeah. So it was like the, cause I didn't do sports. Like I, I was in the band and I, like I told you, I took piano lessons and Mm -hmm. stuff when I was a kid, but acting, and it's the only thing that ever like really got like all of my attention and it's something that okay. I really wanted to do that brought me joy even if right. I played a character that wasn't all that right. happy I don't know it's like just you got something psychology behind was it, it just the the matter of fa- that you were able to kind of step outside of who you were yeah. as being Whitney K to develop you know even with character exactly. analysis and developing who this character is where they're from and different things like that Okay. Definitely. And the process is not easy. And sometimes yeah. it gets very frustrating being an actor. I'm not going to say that it's all rainbows and, you know, talk about it, miles man. and unicorns or talk, whatever. Talk about it. Man. But, <laughs> but it's like you work so hard to like, you know, going through the process to deliver what you have to deliver. And then once you get to see what you did mm-hmm. and you get to share it with people, I love to share that. That's, 
me anyway. Like I love to share things and I'm like, why not share this journey, you know, or this finished product with my audience, with my friends, with my family, with strangers and give them that escape from like their routine life. So it's a power behind acting, right? And and particularly, you know, stage acting, right? You talked about being able to have a live audience, the power that you have when you're telling the story and the audience is on the edge of the seat waiting to hear the next line and you stop and they, and they're waiting for you to talk like that. You can have you, the power that you have to be able to command people who are watching you in the palm of your hand, you have that ability to make people feel, think, have these emotions and just like, Oh, I know a friend like that. Or you're just like that. I know a family member, whatever. But like you said, for that moment, nothing else matters when you're in that stage, you're in that performance, when you're going to see that movie for the hour, two hours, however long you're there, nothing else matters behind besides what that story that you listen to right there. And that's a powerful thing that you like, yo, I'm legit changing people's lives. You know, on one hand, you're thinking like you're doing your work, but, (laughs) I mean, if you even take now, like everything now is streaming. So it's just like that power that you have is crazy. Right. And you talked, you talked earlier also about, um, just the acting and what it means. Right. So, so take us through your process because everyone has a different process when they're preparing for a role, right. Whether it be auditioning or even like remembering lines, like kind of what, what is your process when you approach a role? Take us through that. Okay. All right. So the first thing I do is let's say if it's for an audition, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't done any theater in a while. It's been more film. So I'll, I'll take you behind that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will read the script over and over. Yeah. And if it is a script on film for like a play, yeah, I will buy the play if I don't own it already. Um, and I will read the whole thing because it's important to understand <laughs> the story instead of like just creating something in your head. Right, right. Like that's, you know, that goes down to like the casting director, like you, you want to impress them. Right. right? So, <laughs> but anyway, back to the process. So uh, after I have read it, the next thing I do is I ask myself those questions. So like, who is this person, right? Mm-hmm. I asked myself, like, um, and I even made some bullet points. I have read Take you through it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, so I asked myself, like, who am I? Who am I talking to? Yeah. And um, what is my relationship with that person? Uh, like, you know, it, it could even, and then I take it from there. I go to like the physical trait. So, like, am I am I a happy person? do I have this thing where like I have this tweak about me where I might like roll my neck or I might like, you know, mm-hmm. give you the, the ice cold look. What do you call it? The, um, if looks to kill mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. I forgot what you call it anyway. So it's like little tiny things that pretty much breaking down the psychology of the character. Right. And so the next thing is that I do is try and understand my overall ob- objective of the whole thing. Like, what am I trying to do? Do I want to be loved? Am I trying to get revenge? Like, why am I? You know, you have to break it down. Why do I want to get revenge? Come what on. has this person done Come to me? On, like, why am I going through this? Um, I still take acting classes now and I go to workshops. So that's hey. been very helpful. That's no. another part of my process. Yes. Um, if, if it's something where like you know i can afford it like if it's 
a casting director that is offering classes or workshops, like I still take classes. Repetition is everything. You can't yes. just be like, oh yeah, I have a degree from SCAD and I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm great. <laughs> That's not how it works at all. Like, yeah, like, no, you still have to put in the work. You can still learn a yes. lot of things. Yeah. Um, and something that I would like to share with you that my uh, previous acting coach, uh, John Jacobson, thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. He shared with us the Actors Workbook. Are you familiar with this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The thing that I love about this book is it has basically all the adjectives. And one thing, another part of my process, I'll pull yeah. three adjectives that I want to um, attach to my character. To, uh, to and mm -hmm. so like some examples, do I, am I in grief? Am I helping? Am I to offend? Am I to overlook? Am yeah. I to persecute? It has all these things and you can pull from that. And I will literally, I'm going to show you something. I will literally uh, cut out the script, the page that I want, highlight. You see this? Do my beat. We're getting exclusives here, y'all. We're getting exclusives. And then, <laughs> this is like a real, it's, it's, I'm doing my homework now. Let's go. And then I, um, I break down my beats. I have my beat tags, my tactic. I even go down to what type of physical action am I going to use when I say this line? Yes. Why, why do I have this physical action? Yes. And that helps me understand um, my character better. And then if it's something that's challenging me, like let's say if I have to play, um, cause I'm a really nice person, right? I'm sweet. I'm nice. I'm not, I don't really know how to be mean to people. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> but if I have to play a character that's like evil, snarly, badass or whatever, um, I will go to YouTube and I will look up certain characters that are, or actors that I have known to mm -hmm. play these roles. Right. And I will look at what they did and I will steal it because actors steal all the time. Yeah. And um, I take notes and I use from that. And I, that's pretty much you the process. Talk and then when it comes down to going over the lines, yes. Um, after I have done my character breakdown, then I'll bother my husband or <laughs> if he's working or too busy, then I will reach out to one of my girlfriends okay. on FaceTime yeah. or I'll go to one of their houses Yeah, yeah. and we will go through those lines when it comes to recording. And that is pretty much it. <laughs> that was it. You dropped the bomb. We got exclusives here. So yeah, I mean, you lit it. You literally just broke down character analysis. You also you dropped a little Uda Hagen in there with your objective obstacle tactic, which is things I use in my class too. You have to know why or to what to what you know those two. What am I trying to do? What do I want from this? What's standing in my way? How am I going to go about those things? Those little details matter. That shows the difference of someone is going to be good versus great. I always ask my students Absolutely. and even my kids, do you want to be good? You want to be great. People usually right. don't remember good people, but great people, people can tell you all about great people. So the, the difference of just doing that extra work to say, you know, what do I want from this scene? How does my character look? How do they walk? How do they talk? What are their physical? All of those elements I always say the more context you can add to a character or to a scene, it's going to make it so much better. So I, I love Definitely. that you shared all those different things about your process and how you prepare. So you yeah. talked about um, going to SCAD. 
And before we get into SCAD, now at your high school, did you do acting at, at your high school before you got to SCAD or was SCAD kind of like, I did. okay. So how, how was that? It was more like little things like, um, like during Black History Month, like I would recite a poem oh, from oh. Maya Angela or something, or um, we we did have some things where we had to write our own little play. We would perform it in right. front of each other, but it really wasn't big. I don't. We didn't even honestly like even going into scat. Like when we remember when we had to take do like the practicum and stuff when we had to help build the set. Like I never did that until mm. I went to scat. Like okay. they invested no money whatsoever. Mm. Um into our arts department right right well i mean but but it typically was, a lot of schools don't so and that's yeah, that's kind of why so i'm so sad. focused on on this part because a, the arts is always the last when it comes to funding you know it's the one that people always say oh that's not that important but there's but nothing that you can look through in life that does not a reflection or re involve art everything you know every single right. thing so it's it's disheartening to hear that you've experienced what so many other people experience. You know, you, you don't get exposed to art as much because everything is sports. And so the, the arts gets pushed to the wayside until you, but luckily you got to go to SCAD and kind of experience those things. So you said when you got to I SCAD, am grateful for that. <laughs> so were you nervous when you got to SCAD thinking like, oh my gosh, these yes, people know. Yes, I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was nervous. I remember when I had to audition to get accepted into the school okay i was so scared and i remember when the dean he was like oh that was beautiful that was great and i'm thinking like really sir <laughs> did you like so it scared but when like i got it. in i was like i'm getting out of mississippi yes oh, wow. honestly it was like i say like it really saved my life it was nothing to do in my town okay. but get into trouble if you weren't into sports like you honestly like i started seeing my peers becoming single mothers at the age of 14 um, or Jeez. kids that I went to school with, like they were already in juvenile, you know, wow. for like serious right, stuff, right, you know, right. half of my class didn't even graduate. Mm. Um, a lot of them dropped out or got into trouble. And it's really unfortunate because I felt like if we had more opportunities for our kids, like they, they could have stayed out of trouble, but of nobody was really looking out for us. So right. when I found, something that I was passionate about mm -hmm. and there was a way for me to get out. Like I got out and I didn't look back. I remember when I was struggling as an artist yeah. and my mom was like, well, baby, you can move on home. And I was like, mom, nah. I love you, but oh I will God. rather sleep on someone's couch. Right. And that's what I did. Like it wasn't necessary. They had a guest bedroom or whatever, right, right, right. but <laughs> I remember like when I was broke and when I lived in Savannah, like I would, I was working like two, three jobs before I even moved to Atlanta, you yeah. know, and, and it sucked because it was like, I couldn't even pursue my acting like I wanted to, but I just had to like you stay get, out of Mississippi because I did not want to get right. stuck there. Right. So that was another <laughs> goal. <laughs> so the struggle was real. So. No, I, I, I get it. So, uh, what, so, I mean, going to SCAD for me was very different because again, I came from HBCU, but luckily the last two years of high school, I ended up going to a predominantly white high school. So I, I wasn't That's too good. shocked. But you got a little warm up. But because I went to HBCU, HBCUs prepare you for how you're going to be viewed in the world of, you know, being black. So I, I got all the practice I needed going to an HBCU. Shout out to the North Carolina Central University. But when I got uh -huh. to SCAD, it was very different 
uh, like you said, there were a lot of people who knew things that I didn't know. But, you know, I, I did fortunately have a uh, department chair professor tell me before I leave, hey, when you go there, be a sponge. So that's what I did. I, I tried to absorb everything. All those wins, all the losses, all the disappointment, I just took it all in because I knew at some point I would need it. So tell us about some of your experiences at SCAD because you came from, uh, you said, a black school, and then now you're going to a predominantly white institution. In some instances, right. you're the only black person in class. So tell us about your experience being at SCAD. Whew. Well, so I'll never forget. So if my if my high school could be a college, it would have been an HBCU. Mm -hmm. I was used to battle of the bands. I was oh, yeah. used to like sports, like you know, <laughs> like homies, you know, yeah, like yeah. chilling it with your homies or whatever. And then I come to SCAD, and <laughs> first of all, the drive from home was like nine hours, so that was like the furthest Ooh. I was away from home. Oh yeah, that was intense. <laughs> um, and I started like I. I I stayed at Oglethorpe House. That was my first dorm. Mm. And um it was like all these different white kids with like orange hair, blue hair. I was like, Arts where am people. I? Yeah, very different. <laughs> and it, it was just, you know, it was just something that I had to adjust to because I was not used to seeing that where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And so um when I it was really hard for me especially my freshman year because undergraduate, I had to take a bunch of foundation classes mm -hmm. and I didn't have any background in drawing and color theory and stuff like that. So right. it was like, <laughs> I literally dedicated all my time to pass this class to make a C mm -hmm. <laughs> so that I can get to my performing arts, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, program because right, for right. a whole year I didn't even touch anything I think maybe I had like one acting class yeah. but everything else was like color theory drawing yeah, drawing, sculpting yeah. or whatever so, and yeah. it was it I struggled it was hard and I and I remember feeling so proud of my work because I was like I wouldn't sleep literally I think I lived off of four hours of sleep my freshman year I don't know how I did that wow. but I did it so wow. I was focused like I put all these hours in and then I feel so proud. And then um, Critique Friday, right. I'll never forget. You have to post your stuff up. And my stuff looks so crappy in like kindergarten <laughs> compared to Picasso and Anderson. I was just like, yeah. wow, it, it was it was a hot mess. So once I got through that and I was in the performing arts um, like department and I was taking all my classes at mm -hmm. Christ, I felt I felt so intimidated yeah. because um these kids knew everything and they were asking me these questions like have you been to this play have you been to that and i was just like what what is what is that <laughs> and they were looking at me like where you come from the boonies or something like uh, you've never and, heard and it was that? weird yeah. i actually did not have a lot of friends in the performing arts department it was right. um the black kids yeah like yeah. they embraced me or whatever but as far as like the other kids i felt like an outcast yeah. and i ended up becoming friends and hanging out with the film department most people actually thought i was a film major because i was at Hang hamilton all the time too yeah. um i remember when they did a bunch of student films and yeah. i was like in just about like i was just trying to like round up of trying course. to get as much experience as i could yeah. um but yeah like that was pretty much my experience like i was just once i found 
some of my like a couple of friends like my small little circle mm -hmm. where we could go over lines and help each other out like that made me feel more comfortable but it was really intimidating i auditioned for a lot of stuff i got turned down mm -hmm. um i remember my first and only play i was cast in at scad mm -hmm. uh the holy ghost that was the name of it yeah. <laughs> and i um I worked so hard on that play, but I was so happy. I was like, I got in, I got in something. Cause it, it was like, very hard. I didn't have a background in dance and I didn't know how to dance. You know, right. I just do acting or whatever. And I, and I worked really hard when I had to take those dance classes. It was just like the other kids just got it. And it, my process wasn't always easy mm -hmm. as far as making that connection. Yes. And it was like, some of it made sense to me, but, because I wasn't as experienced, mm -hmm. it took me a minute, you know? Yeah. And then some people can, you know, be like, oh, well, you're a natural, but being a natural only gets you so far. <laughs> like, you still got to know the technique and right, get somewhere right. with this. So <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> it was, it was a lot. It was Very a lot. But I will say when, like, I, I only got into one theater production. So I kind of veered off to the film. Mm hmm and I I did a lot of more film things. I was even cast in a my first web series um, entitled Pineapple Upside Down Cake. It was mm -hmm. a time piece that took place in the 70s. That was such a fun project to work on. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a lot of work. I'll never forget. We shot in the hot summer in Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to wear this wig because I was um, this, my character's name was Shirlene. I okay. was like, you know, trying to get into this college, you know, make right. a difference, be a doctor. <laughs> and I was wearing all these heavy, hot clothes, clothes. from the 70s era. And I was itching a lot. So I remember right. that. <laughs> but <laughs> it was um, <laughs> like, I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on the film sets. I remember being extras in like local things. There mm -hmm. was like some band. I don't remember them, but it was a band and they needed extras in the time era was like, I think it was the fifties. And mm. I remember like I had an opportunity to wear like costume from the fifties and so I had excited. a blast. <laughs> like I was in this world. And I think they shot a lot of things in reverse too. It was really cool. So mm. um, it was, it was a lot of ups and downs. I learned a lot about myself yes. at SCAD and- um, <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did feel at moments with the performing arts department, like a lot of the kids, it was, um, everybody kind of had their click. Yes. And Very it so. definitely felt similar to how it did when, um, when I was in school, you know, mm. people had their click, their favorites. And I didn't feel like I always fit in, but then at the same time, like, why am I trying to fit in? Like, I'm just going to focus on me and do my thing. Facts. And once I got in some stuff and, participated and did my own thing i was happy i was good yeah from and a, i just wanted to learn yeah from the performance aspect I, a lot of love i got was from the film stuff because you know they film the filmmakers they looking for somebody being a show i mean they're they're movie they don't care like okay yeah you're gonna be in it cool but from you know the theater department doing things like you didn't get a lot of love for that i know i didn't um and that, didn't it doesn't either. seem like you didn't either but i know for me i was very uh kind of frustrated with the process because I, I didn't know what grad school meant. I never intended on going to grad school at all. It just happened yeah. that it worked out that way. 
And I had no intention. I was a performer. I'm an actor. I've always been an actor. I'm always going to be an actor. Yes, I can do other things, but I always want to be known as the actor. So I remember right, my yeah. first day getting there. And I think you you hear Morgan talk about this on her interview. Uh, and she's <laughs> like, I remember the first day of class, you're like, I'm Jay the actor. And I'm here like to work. Like, let's go. And every, everyone kind of looked at me like, this dude is crazy. But she said, you know, from that day, you were always the one. When we had to do Shakespeare, you were the first person to know you were off book like that afternoon. We got it that morning. Oh, wow. That afternoon, you were ready to go. The next day, you were the first person always ready to perform. Anytime we had to do a scene, you wanted to perform like right then and there. And I said, well, I didn't come in there. I looked at it like, look, I don't have a lot of opportunities here. So if I get an opportunity to do in class, let's go. I hated the aspect Absolutely. of writing. I don't want to write no 10, 20 page paper about how I feel about this show. I hated it. Oh, so yeah, for me, that was the hardest part because I always thought like, I'm an actor, I'm a performer. I don't care about writing no paper. You can write the paper. So that was my biggest struggle. Like I don't want to deal with writing a 10 page paper. Give me a, a show and let me perform 10 scenes or something. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. So I had a lot of struggle with that. But it's interesting to hear that you had a lot of those same struggles as it relates to just like doing things for that. So you also yeah, I just wanted to put in the work and learn. Like I want to yeah. learn and I want to put in the work. That's all, all I want to do. And yeah, it's like, like, how am I going like, to get that experience work. if you're not casting yes. me? Yes. And it was like the same people oh, were in like all the productions. Right. And, and then if you and then if you didn't had, sing, too, you know, because a lot of pieces had to do with singing. So if you didn't sing. And I also took you out as well. So you mentioned about dancing. I think but that's what got me in, yeah. actually, that Holy Ghost production, because yeah. that was a, I was the only person in that play that had a solo. Mm. And I, back in high school, I'm glad that I did it. Um, Remember when I told you I took piano lessons yes. at age seven? Yes. The same person that taught was Miss Leah Rollins. Shout out to you. You're awesome. Um, by the age, I think 15, 16, I decided that I didn't want to take any more piano lessons and I wanted to take, um, get vocal training. Right, right. So she got me started on classical training. And then when I attended SCAD, mm -hmm. I continued that in my, from freshman year all the way to my senior year, wow. I was taking uh, singing vocal classes as well. Nice. So honestly, I think my singing Help you. is what got me because I was the only one nice. that had that solo. Shout so, out to you. And I, I was grateful for it. And it's weird. It was like, I, it's like, I don't mind acting in front of people, but I am super self-conscious when it comes to my singing. <laughs> so, I don't know why that's always been scarier, Aye. but I guess your voice could creak or something. So many <laughs> I'm just envious to anyone who can sing. Um, I'm a very <laughs> confident person. And that's the only thing in the world you will hear me admit that I cannot do is sing anything else. You can t give me an instrument. I've never played. I can tell you, I can do that. But singing it is not in the cards for me. I, there's no hope for me as it relates to that. So I'm a little envious of you. But you, you also once you got out of SCAD, you also done a lot of work too. You've done film. I think you've done commercials as well, right? You've done more like extra work in commercials. I haven't had the opportunity okay. to have like my own commercial or you know be like the spotlight person in my right. commercial. But but I mean you I worked did, on like, other things as well. Yeah, but okay. yeah, I did a lot of extra work coming right. out of SCAD. Uh, most of the things that I did was more independent. Okay. Um, and right out of SCAD, I I was trying to pay for rent and <laughs> to eat. 
So I wasn't able to, I ended up working two jobs. I worked for Clear Channel Radio. I actually got into the radio industry. I started out as a um, production assistant and then they had me working like three different roles. Mm. That was like, it was hard. I think that was a rent. I graduated from SCAD in 2009. So mm-hmm. like I couldn't get a full-time job or like anything, you know, with benefits. Yeah, yeah. The pay was very little. Right. Um, but I took advantage of my stuff at the radio because I um, got kind of close with like some of the program directors yeah. and they let me record for different promos. Ooh. So I, I was like, hmm, I could... So I did do commercial promos for like radio. I did some for crystals and I did like a few other things. Um, And I even helped like interview artists that came into the studio uh, to interview like with the, with the talent or whatever. So uh, that was something else that I got into. Um, I did continue to audition, you know, when I could yeah. And then I ended up moving to Atlanta and I did more behind the scenes stuff. Okay. So I was like a PA, uh, my first, uh, job, I was a production assistant. Did you, uh, did you ever see the movie neighborhood or the watch with Ben Stiller, Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn? Mm-hmm. So that was my first project that I did. And then I worked on 42, uh, with Chadwick Boseman. Rosen, and then yeah. I did a few other things. Um, like for television, I think Devious Maids. Like I worked on like a a couple of stuff, you know, few you things with them. These are all the these are all big things. You're like, yeah, just whatever. <laughs> Those, <laughs> I mean, you know, just little stuff, uh, you know, uh, here and there. Just trying to get some experience. But luckily, one of my really close friends, um, he went to SCAD. He was a film major, okay. and he, um, I was like, I'm just, you know, I don't want to work. I don't want to stay in Savannah and like be doing nothing. Like I just, right. I want to take it to the next level. I need some experience. I don't even have to be in front of the camera. Like help me. So shout out to my friend, Justin. But, um, it was one day he was like, Hey, so I'm moving and I know you're in Savannah, but they need someone. It was like on a, I think it was on like a Friday or Thursday when Mm -hmm. he, um, texted me and he was like, they need someone by Monday. And I was like, okay. okay." (laughs) And at the time, my lease had just ended. I was staying with my my ex-boyfriend at the time, just, you know, until I got up on my feet. And I remember he was just like, well, if they like you, he was like, they need someone to work for like a week. And if they like you, they'll keep you on. And so um, I was like, okay. So I I made one of those big risky moves (laughs) and I packed everything in my car. Yeah. And one of my friends, she was like, you know, you have nothing to lose. You can stay with me until you get up on your feet. So I stayed with her for a couple of months Mm -hmm. and I worked as a production assistant, you know, my little minor in film and television. Like Justin taught me a lot of things behind the scene about production. He actually wants to be a producer and he helped me with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, like I they like me. And they kept me on for the remainder of the production. And then when there was time for like other projects, you know, like I gradually built my resume. Yeah. And I also have production assistant experience working in radio, although it wasn't for film. Like I did a lot of similar things, you know, like you got to pretty much assist in. I had admin background, you know, so all of that stuff, I guess like it came together Uh. and it worked out. Uh. And then, um, when I did, when I worked on 42, I think when they 
were about done with like getting into the post-production part of it mm-hmm. after they were done shooting um they uh i ended up they didn't need me anymore and my friend that i helped her get on she had more experience than me and it's, it's kind of cold it's a cold world in that film hey. industry <laughs> they were like you're really nice like we love you but we feel like you're too sweet like this girl she has more experience so we kind of decided to keep her and they let me go <laughs> Oh, and so um what? yeah so wow. a lot of life lessons there <laughs> but um it worked out anyway because i ended up being the nanny for the production manager's daughter and i had that gig for six months and then i was watching an accountant's daughter so it was like there i was networking wow. making these connections Using and also like babysitting and it worked out and She's not a little girl anymore. I think she was 11 when I was watching her. And so now she's like 18, 19 in college, like beautiful, smart young woman. Um, And I'll never forget her mom for giving me that opportunity. But when I tell you, like, I've had so many jobs (laughs) and like just an all around person. (laughs) And when I tell you that I can't put myself in a box if I wanted to, like, I I can't. And why? So (laughs) shout out to you using the resources. Hey, that's the life of the artist. So, I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot, you know, even if you don't think you have done a lot. <laughs> it doesn't you, feel that you, way sometimes. You, you have done a lot, <laughs> right? You've done, you know, all, yeah. had like your hands in a lot of things. And I know as artists, one of the hardest things for us to do is to stop and acknowledge like we've done something, right? And give ourselves yeah. like that pat on the back. At any point in your career, have you ever felt like, okay, I'm doing something I love, I'm successful? Because I know it's very hard for artists to do that. So have you had that moment yet? Yes, it was a bittersweet moment. It was um, actually in Atlanta, closer to the time right before I moved to Seattle. And I, I got my first lead role in this independent film entitled Played. And, um, the director was really cool. His wife, family, everybody was nice. I had a great relationship with all of my cast members. And I actually won and they put the, um, they actually placed our film into one of the independent film, uh, the, um, what do you call them? Going blank. One of the, uh, festivals okay and i won an award for best supporting actress and Sheesh. i'll never forget like when they called my name Sheesh. i was just like what <laughs> yeah like and me. so it was they literally really, really. like that happened i think the day maybe two days before i had to leave yes. and move to seattle to be with my then fiance yes and so um it it felt surreal it felt good i felt like the work that yes. i put into it it um paid off and it just felt good to win something that was my first award you know from getting something it like pursuing my acting putting in the work and yes it 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 was a fun experience and so um after that a second time I felt like I did something oh going back before that I had a call back um like I auditioned for a film uh with ryan reynolds i'll never forget and i got a call back the i had the audition in atlanta and then i got a call back and they wanted me to go to new orleans well new orleans is like an hour away from my home right and so um like 
I'll never forget, I drove down there with my friend and then we stayed at my parents and then they drove us to New Orleans the next day. Right. And although I didn't get the role, it felt good to like just have that experience, experience you know, right. and that networking yeah. with the casting director and getting their reaction. They were laughing. You know, I'm a Southern girl from Mississippi, so I really had to pull my dialect <laughs> out and really be that girl. So right. that that was another time. So I've had a, I've had some moments where I felt Great. like, you know, this is why I do it. It feels good. good. And even if I don't always like win the role or, you know, be the top person, like Celebrate. just from my journey, like I do have some Celebrate. little, um, Celebration moments where this is like this is a small little you know moment yes, for me yes, where I actually yes. accomplish something. Yes. So celebrate those wins. With I'm telling you, celebrate <laughs> all. Even just doing it for me has always been like a success, right? Because I think about all the people that desire to be actors or actresses, right? And they don't either. They're afraid. They don't think they're going to be good or whatever. And so they just sit there and think about, man, I, I want to do this, but don't know how or right. even to start. So when we get to do what we do, we have to celebrate those because, you know, our world is very, it's cutthroat. You can walk into yeah. a room and they're like, yeah, I don't like you because you remind me of my ex-wife and no, I can't put you in this film. Like you ain't even spoke yet, but because you got your hair a certain way, it reminds you how his ex-wife, now you out. You know, or exactly. It's, it's, just, it's so it's so cutthroat. So when we get the opportunity to go and even audition, like you said, or or get a role, or even be behind the scene, we gotta celebrate it because it is very difficult. And I don't think people realize, like you said, how cutthroat the business is. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, it really is. It's like you get so used to being um rejected or not hearing anything back you know like i audition it's like first of all you cannot just put your entire soul into it after you audition like you have to let it go i remember the that was like Amnesia. the first mistake i made yeah yeah um after i graduated scad i auditioned for a lead role for a music video i didn't get it and they just wanted me to be an extra and of course i took it but the, like when i tell you that that hurt my soul so bad like oh, i felt like i couldn't it was equivalent to being dumped by a boyfriend wow like that That's was how serious. heartbroken right, right, right. i was i was just like oh my, oh my god. god like this is emotionally <laughs> draining i can't do this so so i was like nope don't like nope you gotta just audition and like keep Go. your eye on the yeah, side yeah. and keep going forward yeah. because yeah it is not psychologically healthy. No, it, it's to not. To just dwell on something it's like not. that. And you, gotta and you have, have to have tough skin. You got to have amnesia <laughs> with it. Like, I, I, I'm a firm believer. Like, hey, once I, you say, all right, thank you. Like, I'm, so what I'm doing tomorrow? Like, I'm already on the next thing because you have to be like that. Because like you said, yeah. you, you can put so much. And even just how you broke down, you broke down how you, how you prepare for things. You spend all that time doing those things. And then, like you said, you're like, okay, do they like me? You hope it. And then they call you back and you're like, oh, this might be it. And they're like, yeah, we went a different direction. But, uh, you know, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll keep your yep. resume. And you're like, what do you mean? You're gonna keep, you know what I had to do? I had to almost right, quit my lot. job in order for even to do this audition. So it's a lot that goes in it. And I don't think people really understand this on the outside world. Like a lot of times even our world, like you have to go to audition, but you have a regular job. 
And it's like, okay, well, okay, I can take this day off. But, oh, now you want me to go here. You want three, four days. So it is very challenging just to navigate how do I keep my job and still do that. I've been in a position, you know, years back where I had a meeting. Like, they're like, listen, this is your final warning. You can't miss any more days. And I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, I got to do what I got to yep. do. And that's the life of artists sometimes. Like, you have to sacrifice, whether it's a show or whatever. If you really want to do it, you have to step out and say, you know what? Hey, I just got to do what I have to do. And it's not easy. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> you are so right about that. I, ooh, when I tell you, I learned a lot of life lessons uh, <laughs> from a lot of failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was still in Savannah, re, oh, so the, remember the opportunity I told you that I took yeah. when I, before I moved to Atlanta, right? Yeah. Well, I had an opportunity before. I actually had an interview with one of the production managers um, on a Tyler Perry production. And I was like, oh, well, can we schedule it for another day? I got to work because I was so, I was just like, oh my God, like I'm really poor. Like I got to pay rent. I I got to eat. (laughs) And I was too, I I was like one, I was just one of those people who was like, oh, I got to do the right thing. Like I I don't feel right, like calling out of work, you know, like if, if they (laughs) don't let me take this day off, then I'm just going to have to turn it down. And I, I, oh my goodness, I I kicked myself so many times for that. Right. She was like, okay, we'll call you back. I never heard back from them. (laughs) And it took me a minute to get any more opportunities like that, like working behind the scenes. And same thing with auditions, but like, I wish I would have taken that opportunity. You don't get those second chances sometimes. You know, when when you do that audition, they're like, hey, can you be here tomorrow? At eleven o'clock, you're like, what? The, like, right. Like, so you have right. those moments of like, oh man, because I know I've had a lot of moments like that. And even when I would, I remember getting into a job, right? I would get a new job, and it's usually in the retail world or sales. So I would always say, hey, listen, I'm an actor. Just want to let you know. And they're like, oh no, that's fine. I'm like, no, I'm letting you know. So there may be days where I may need X amount of days. You know, to combat that, hey, you can schedule me any day you want. doesn't matter. But when I need those days, I need those. But right. it doesn't always, not everyone is going to be accepting of that. They don't care. They're like, listen, we need you to sell this whatever product. Like, we don't care about you wanting to be this aspiring star or whatever. And it's hard <laughs> no. to sit there and say, okay, do I go to work? Because I know I need to pay rent and I got to pay my phone bill and I got these lights and gas and water and all these other things. And... Ah, what I'm going to do. And it's hard. It's very, very very hard. hard. Um, And even with me having, you know, entertainment company, you know, with J-Weeks Entertainment, same thing. Now I have even more responsibility. Like, okay, well, I know I got to do this show and I got to pay this person this. Ah, I'm going to make this work. But you you just got to make it happen. But (laughs) I found that I've done, I've been the most successful when I just started and done something. Whether I had all the the answers or the resources, because there's been times when I've done a show and I didn't have the money to pay for it at the time. But I was like, it's going to come around some point. And I had to wait (laughs) to like the day of the show selling tickets to get my money to be able to say, okay, I can pay for it. But those are some of the most exciting times I had at the time. It didn't feel good. It it did not feel great at all. Uh, Wondering okay, do I have to cancel this show? I had to put my name on the fly. It's hard. But yeah, when you go through that, it's just a matter of just like, you got to push through it though. But it's, it's, it's exciting to see the other side of that. So it I really say all that is. to say, keep pushing people. If you're listening, keep pushing. 
Forget that that, that job is going to be there. Them opportunities may not always be there. So keep that in mind. So and a know- shout out to your students. Oh, just yes. really quickly or any other actors yes. that want to know about some flexible jobs because yes. uh, every actor we have to have a survival mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. trader joe's i I've work there now that. i heard about that. um i didn't so remember the actor that was on the cosby show and they made a big deal out of yeah, it yeah. because they found out that he worked at yes. trader joe's when the woman tried to shame him because of where he was working, so because it was flexible, I was like, wait a minute. Did, did they say flexibility? Right. I quit my job working like at a mortgage company. I was like, nope, mm, I need that. Right. So I, yeah, and they work with you. Like the thing I love about that job is you put um, whatever your availability is yeah. and it's not like a gamble. They go off of that. And if you, if you need, like I had an event cause I was, I was in a, um, I was actually in a couple of independent films, uh, not this year with the COVID, but last right, right. year yeah. and year and year before that. And um, they worked with me. That's like, Oh no, go, we'll figure That's it fine. out. Like it was, it was crazy. And um, like, Trader Joe's is great. That's not going to be my place forever. I'm currently shout out, in shout school. Out, shout out Trader Joe's. <laughs> no, but I, w- I want to put that out there. Yes, definitely. For the actors that are like wondering, like, where can I work where I don't have to have any type of certification or degree? Right. That's a re- And a great thing about it is um, every six months, they give you a review and you get a raise. So just like do your job and the benefits are awesome. And you only need to work 30 hours a week to have those benefits, to have medical, dental, and vision. And if you don't work all 30 hours, you can still get vision and dental by working basically basically. nothing. Right, right. (laughs) So I just wanted to like shout out to Trader Joe's for any actors that are like worried. Cause I know that was my biggest struggle. Like for the longest time, I was literally going back to square one, trying to figure out, what survival job can i have so that i can like do my thing yeah um but i am currently on an acting hiatus because i am back in school i'm getting certified as a surgical technologist aka scrub tech and so um basically um i went back to square one with the career counselor and i was just like look i'm not trying to go into more debt you yeah. know from school i'm yeah. not trying to be in school a long time right, right but like i love helping people i am very interested in science and the health industry like okay. that is something that i enjoy yeah yeah and i was like i could be on like they have i'm telling you like never think small Yes. Learning my medical terminology, like I'm trying to be on somebody's show or movie and be a doctor if I want to be. And I know what I'm talking about when Hello. I get the script. Like Hello. that makes a difference. Like you have to know what you're saying. Talk, talk so, about method um, acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like I have six more months left and I can work four to tens. I can work three to twelves, basically meaning I only have to work four days a week, working ten hour shifts, or three days a week working twelve hour shifts. That's wow. like a dream, and a the pay dream. is decent, and right, I can right. afford to invest in myself. I can continue taking those acting classes, Talk about and it. then the agency that I'm signed in with—they're awesome. They didn't even drop me when I went back to school. Shout out to Mel. Mm. Um, they—I awesome. uh, was so scared when I had to tell my agent. I was just like, "Look, I made the decision." Gonna do go back to school. I gotta have a survival career to keep this up. And she was like, No, we understand, you know, like just just let it give us the green light when we can let you know. Just let us know when you start school and then give us the green light when we can start sending you auditions again. And I was like, Okay. 
Nice. So, um, yeah, and they, I don't know how many other agencies are, but one thing I really like about them is they will give, they will send you an availability request, meaning like, hey, so this is our client. This is the shoot date or this, like, this is what it is. Right. Can you, or will you not be available in this time frame? If you can't, okay, cool. On to the next. If you right. can, then they'll send you the audition okay. later, you right. know, when it's available. And then you send your, submit your self tape or whatever. Right. And then the next step is if you get the call back or not. Nice. But, um, yeah, like things are different. Yeah, very. So, <laughs> very. And, and I like how people are working with you more because they understand not everybody is that, that understanding and not saying that it's necessarily not being understanding because I understand just like any other company, like right. we all have a job to do, right? And right, people right. have to be available. Of course. But um, I just know when it, my biggest struggle was finances and availability and you have right. to have time and you have to have money yes. <laughs> if you want to be in a production or right. create a production right. and make it work out. And, and sometimes not everybody has that availability and you make it work, but you know, like I just, I didn't want to get that phone call. Change. Like, look, and if it is what it is, you know, like I right. learned my lesson. Like if I have to just get another job, I have to just get another job. But I went back to square one. I was like, you know what? my journey is my journey of course. and my like I'm gonna take a different route and I actually learned from like one of my acting uh classmates when I was taking acting classes in Atlanta like she's an RN mm -hmm. and she was the one that that actually inspired me to take that route because wow. her parents it was a little different for her she's also from Mississippi very talented uh actress uh Jules Noble but um she ended up going to nursing school first because mm. she she fought her parents like you know, right. like she was like i want to go to acting school no no, no you're gonna be like gonna be a nurse <laughs> and i didn't realize how flexible their schedule is and she was doing good and like although yeah you might be tired she had those like she had more time and more days available to be able to do things right, and right, right. i did not know it's like a quite bit of people that are in the medical field mm -hmm that um and you can avoid that nine to five yeah. so i just wanted to put that out there because i found myself asking asking so many other actors like those questions and i was just like you know like retail is cool um you know i've been in the food industry that's cool but like as i get older you know like i i need i need to be able to invest in myself but also like that's the key. You know, I'm married and <laughs> like, I, I can't leave my partner hanging either. You know, like yeah. it's adulting. You, you got responsibilities, right. but like, how can I make this work? So I've been to the drawing board like so many times. I've started over so many times just trying to figure it out. So when I tell you my journey of course. has been all over the place, it's <laughs> not like just one straight, right. you know, way. Right. It's been all over the place. But so all, all of those things that can help are, anybody. No, all of those things are shaping you for exactly who you need to be. You know, so Definitely. all of the things you've experienced, those losses, those wins, those tough lessons, those disappointments, yes. those heartbreaks, all of those things shape you for exactly who you need to be. So it's all worth it in the end. So shout out to oh, you for, for sharing your, your story <laughs> with that. Now we know we, we talked about some of the great things that you've done and and those wins. But we know that no success comes without haters, doubters, naysayers, non-believers. Have yes. you faced any of this as it relates to your art? Have you had those people who don't believe or doubt or even just like, nah, 
ain't gonna work. You need to do something else. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, talk Absolutely. about it. Talk about it. Man. Okay. First of all, um, I'm not gonna call my parents haters, <laughs> but it took some convincing for them to when I more. decided that I wanted to because they like when they saw me on stage, it was like, okay, we know this is what you want to do. But my right. dad was always talking about a backup plan. And I'm gonna look at him like what? Like <laughs> I mean, I understand what he's saying now, right. but I'm like, I'm not gonna stop acting just because <laughs> things get hard. Like I may go on a hiatus, like a, a pause, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is not something I'm just gonna stop. But I, I even remember um like me and one of my family members she had the dream of shooting film production. She actually had like a communications major. Okay. Uh, like she went to um, an HBCU and I remember how excited she was about it. Right. And I remember when her mom was talking to me and her and she was just like, I don't know when you guys are going to come to your senses and like get a regular job. And I was just like, whoa lady, like, dang, you, you know, serious? like, wow. okay, I understand. But like, this isn't easy and it's not going to happen in your time, but like not everybody what? just wants to like have a basic career. Right, like right. it's more to me than that. I would be unhappy and I would be a very resentful person if I had to settle. Like that's absolutely not happening. Yeah. Um. I remember I had a discussion with my husband. He was just like, so what if it doesn't work out? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he was just like, um, he was like, are you going to keep acting? Like, when are you going to keep doing? I was like, till the day I die. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, we had that discussion before I married you. Like, you will never dead. have, like, don't ever make me choose. <laughs> you can always lose <laughs> that battle. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to do what I have to do to be a good partner. Like, help out any of way course. that I can. But, like, you're an artist, you know? Like, yeah. And he, we had an understanding, right, but right, right. I remember before I, even before um, I got married, like we, we had those conversations and he was just like, you know, I just don't want you to be in debt. And I, and I understand it. Like, I, I don't either, you know, yeah, yeah. you, you got to work things out and we got to work together. Of course. But sometimes as an artist, like you feel so alone Yes. And I Talk remember I've had to make those phone calls to some of my artist friends that are doing the same thing that I had because I just got frustrated and I would be in tears, you know, like, I don't know what to do. You know, like, I don't want to give this up. I feel like some of the closest people to me don't may not see, th not necessarily don't believe in me, but because I'm not moving the pace where they think that I should or where yes. I should be, you yeah. know, like maybe they're, they're looking at me like, well, what are you doing? Do, you know? Right. And that's a really hard place to be in. Yes. So, um, and I've had other actors, you know, because I didn't drop everything and move to LA where it's a lot more expensive um, and expensive. they asked me, what am I doing? And I was working like a, at the time I was working for a mortgage company and they were like, oh, <laughs> and right. it was, it was just awkward. I was just like, okay, well, All right. okay. Nice talking you know, to you. <laughs> kudos to your journey. Sorry. I'm not doing everything the way that you do, but, right, um, right. yeah, like it, it's, it's so important to have people in your circle that support you like when i tell you Say it's that. so important like mentally it. to have that support system because yes. not everybody understands and most not everybody people, is on your team yeah most people yeah don't. <laughs> yeah and i'll never forget even when after i did my sketch or like i got so many really good um reviews and like 
feedback from people that saw my senior show. But one person I um, was very close to, like he actually wrote a blog about my show. And I think it was something I, I, I'm, I can't quote it cause I don't remember everything, but pretty much it was like, it was cringeworthy. And it was, um, it was like, I, uh, I was doing a stereotypical like black female role or whatever. Cause I based it, I based my show off of the like? movie, one of my favorite movies waiting to excel. Okay. And I had just gone through a breakup. Oh, before so like during place. that show. So yeah, yeah. when I tell you I was focused and I put everything. my heart and so like everything I wrote a lot of the monologue, like yeah. I pulled monologues from other things. Like I, I pulled some things from the movie. I wrote some of my own stuff. Yeah. I directed it. I, you know what it's like putting yeah. together your own show. Oh, yeah. everything. And like every day I was having a breakdown. I was in tears. I was so stressed out because I just wanted everything to be perfect. Yes. And to have somebody that, that, and, and this put, is another thing, you cannot expect everybody to like your word. Yes. And I'm not going to call them a hater, but they did not like it. And I did not. And I literally was in tears, like bawling my eyes out when I read his blog, because I'm just like, we're friends. Like, what are you doing? But then I had to understand, like, not, not everybody gonna is going to see things the way that you are, nope. even if you were close and you have to understand that. Nope. So I've had, like I said, I've had a lot of hard lessons. I've definitely um, had a lot of naysayers, haters, people Talk that, you know, <laughs> don't see things the way that I see it. So it, it's a hard pill to swallow, but yes. you can't live for other people. You have to live for you. Yeah. Um and I mean, that's just the reality. You can't make everybody happy and yes. not everybody. And you can be the nicest person in the world. You can be the most talented person in the world. I just read somebody's status that said that they didn't think Denzel Washington was a great actor. And she has every right to have that opinion. Do I disagree? Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, hey, who am I to tell her who she can and can't like? Right, so I right. mean, perspective is, is, is a Can't please everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. You, you can't. It's, it's perspective. And it's just sometimes... You, it, like you said, it's very hard to just say, like, I I know sometimes you get those moments, it's kind of like, well, what did you see that I didn't? Like, explain to me. You want to, like, show me where I'm missing, because obviously we on different pages. But right. it's, it's sometimes it's just a matter of, it doesn't matter if you explain it, you break it down, you share your passion, your vision. People are not going to always get it. And you have to be okay with that. The sad Absolutely. part is some of those people are people that you know, that you're close with, your friends, your family members, you know, people that you thought were really tight with you. You know, you're thinking they're cheering you on, but a lot of times people just want to see you fail. And it's not oh, because yeah. you've done anything in particular, but success uh, is very subjective, right? And people like to project what their view of success or doing something correct on you. So if I say All right, to success to me is you on TV and you could have done five Broadway plays and, and shows and had sold out audience, you know, for, for months. And they're like, ah, but you're not on TV. Right. So it's like if you find yourself trying to live for other people or follow their narrative, you're going to be drained. You're going to you're never going to please everybody. You'd be switching and you have no identity. So I'd rather say, fuck it. I'm going to do me. And, that you part. know, it's up to you. However you see, I feel like once you do your work, it ain't on me no more. Right. I've done my part. I've done all my homework. I perform my piece. I've done whatever. Like it's on you because you're not going to be able to change those people. You you should exactly. just be, you got to be secure. Like, hey, I done my part. It's cool. 
And, and, and exactly. like you said, it ain't easy. And I think mm -hmm. it hurts more when it's people you know. Oh, it the, absolutely hurts. Because it, you look at I've them like, you know, so you know times. me. You know all the things I've been doing. Do you know what I had to do to pull this together? And for you to, oh, my gosh. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It, like hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you like, damn, do you even know me? Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> so I definitely understand, you know, uh, what you're saying with that part. And then if you look at now, right, 2020 mm -hmm. has been a crazy year for various reasons, right? And, and for everyone, everyone has been affected yeah. one way or the other. You know, from people dying, losing family members, to getting sick, to jobs, education, like everything. Racial injustice, you know, social injustice, all types of things have been going on. As an artist, have you felt like the COVID has helped you as far as being as an artist? Because I know with me, it, it's given me a time to kind of sit back and, and think about what's really important to me. And even have uh, given me more time to think like, mm, do I really care about this subject matter or this or whatever? I felt like it, it gave me an opportunity to kind of sit back and think like, what is it that I really want to say or do or anything? Do you, what do you, how has it been for you as far as with, with COVID? Oh my God. Well, first I will say that it was def it has definitely been a challenging year for me. Um, mm -hmm probably one of the most challenging years for me right. but i will say this um being in a time where there's a pandemic and you're forced and in washington state like everything's pretty much shut down here yeah um yeah. you like there is no going out you know in just out of respect for my partner because i can't only think about myself i'm yeah. a frontline worker Right. I'm, I'm an essential worker yeah, yeah. and I'm going to school like I'm going to campus. There is no social distancing in the field that I'm in. Yeah. So I'm putting my husband's health at and risk. mine at wow. risk every day. Right. Wow. And I still have to go to clinicals. I still have to go to hospital. Like right. one of the hospitals that I was um, assigned to during my observational clinical, mm -hmm. they literally had an outbreak in the surgical department like 10 what? days prior to when I got sent out there oh and somebody gosh. died. Wow. So it's it's a lot. It's, it's very stressful. It's scary. Um, yeah. A lot of prayers, a lot of optimism, you know, but as an artist, um, I felt like either I can sit in this and feel sorry for myself and, mm. and fall into a deep depression or I can use this time and energy to be productive. Yes. So although I may not be shooting now, I can be working on things. So yes. one thing that I have been working on, a new project that I want to do, I'm actually putting together a podcast. And my goal has been to launch it um, sometime next year. So I have been a lot of my personal experiences yeah. that I actually used towards my web series that I started writing on. Yeah. I'm using a lot of that same content for my podcast. And I yeah. want my audience to be, you know, women of color. It can be people of color, you know, and talking about different experiences, yeah. working all these different careers. Because yeah, as yeah. we discussed, like I've worked so many different jobs. I've been <laughs> through so many weird <laughs> situations. Um, and I'm just like, I can't be the only one. And I yes. want to get involved with my listeners as well. So that's nice. something I've been working on. Nice. Um, I have a colleague that I have been um, communicating with during this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully after graduation, I'm hoping to fly out to LA 
and she already sent me a treatment. We came up with this idea. Uh -huh. I can't go too much into the yeah, details, yeah. but it's something that um, we were both inspired by. And it literally started off as an idea that I was telling her like, oh, I would love to do something like this. And All then right. next thing I know, she brought me a treatment. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go. Do it. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I actually, I it, it was a little painful as far as artistically because this year I actually got another lead role for an action film. I, I've always wanted to do an action movie. Mm -hmm. um, and she was this badass character, like a leader of this woman gang. And yeah. I put in, like when I tell you I did right. my character breakdown, my homework, <laughs> I put in everything. I right. got the lead role in everything. And then COVID happened. Yes. And then the director moved to L.A., and everything and he was just like well if i decide you know but i'm like dang it's probably not gonna happen right, but right, i was right. so excited i was yeah. so happy i remember when i got the email i broke down into tears because like you say you get rejected so much so it's like when you finally get a victory like you take that win and i was so excited and then it didn't happen so i was just like well what else can i do yeah. so no so other than um so other than like studying, because a lot of my schooling right now is very time consuming and the yes. program is not easy, especially with someone, I, I really don't have much of a medical background. So it's a lot that I lot have more, to learn. More, yeah, yeah. And so most of my focus is there, but literally as soon as I ha had my winter break, I just went right, like any chance that I can, like yeah, I'm yeah. like juggling things. So although I'm on my break, I'm not really not doing anything. I may take a day to relax right, and right, not right. do anything, but I'm, I'm always working That's cool. because, um, being idle, like you can't get anything done that way. Like you, not you have to move forward and you have to put in the time and you have to sacrifice. Yes. So I am really excited about the podcast. Um, I had another person um, reach out to me that possibly he wants to do a, um, another production. His stuff has actually reached like BET, okay. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And he was just like, I think you're really talented. I've known him since high school and I'm really hoping that we can, you know, get some yeah, things yeah. in the work there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows what the future holds, but I'm hoping that as soon as I graduate, um, once I get my schedule, I'm honestly ready to travel. Let's so go. I'm looking at it not as a way to like, <laughs> like I say, feel sorry for myself or just give up on everything, yeah. but I'm making, pl I'm planning and yes. I am trying to get ready because next year, I'm ready to like really running. start putting in the work. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. And I feel it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with my new salary as a scrub tech, like the pay is about to be pretty awesome. Right. So um you can invest I in yourself. To, yeah, I'm 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 already trying to like I already reached out to um Susan Batson's studio in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And I would love to study, like do some workshops under the, theirs. And I was like, do you guys like take, you know, cause I, I, I know for a lot of the workshops you have to actually be invited. Right. But, um, but I, I'm, I'm ready to learn. Shoot I'm ready your to the <laughs> Yeah. Get out there. I'm ready. I, 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 I love it. I love it. It's nice <laughs> to hear that you are using this opportunity to really make something because I know, like I said, this yeah. is a, a different time and it's not like it's just one person, like everyone is affected one way or the other. Oh, yeah. And so it's it's great to hear that you you got some things in the work, got some things tucked, mm -hmm. prepared. Of course, we would definitely be looking out for those things. But before I left you go, I, I have to ask, 
what is it that you want people to know about Whitney K? Or even what do you want to leave the people with? This is this is your opportunity to talk directly to the people. I'll just go ahead and be quiet and let you do your thing. Go ahead. Well, I want people to know that um, I am genuinely a person that feeds off of connecting with others. Like I've always been a people person and I all I want to do is tell my story and I just want to be remembered for my work. All the other stuff, that's cool or whatever. But like, I just want to leave this earth saying that Whitney was here and she got to do what she wanted to do. And I, routine scares me when it comes to routine, like yeah. just like working, going home, sleeping, eating, shitting or whatever, Same doing it man. all over again. <laughs> that scares me. So yeah. like that drive, that shit is real. And I'm ready. Like, I just want to have something to show for it. That's all. And I, and I want people, if you love it, hate it, whatever, like, I just want to have get a reaction and i want to um I, I want it to be something that can affect someone yes nice nice shout out to you whitney k <laughs> so thank before you, i you. let you go can you if if somebody wanted to follow you or holler at you can you leave your handles or where they can reach you at all right so my website is whitneyk.org as far as my Instagram, I did recently change it because I think somebody <laughs> tried to hack into my page. So give me just one moment. Don't oh, laugh no, at me. <laughs> but it is um, W-H-I-T underscore W-H-I-T-K. So if you request to follow me, you can do that. And I also have my actor page on Facebook, Whitney K. So Whitney K, Whitney K, Whitney K. Whitney K, Whitney K. That's what's up. So before yeah. I let you go, I want to personally thank you for taking a part, uh, taking part of this journey with me as we just have these real conversations with artists. It was definitely my goal to make sure I tapped in with people that I know um, that are doing things that are artists. And I feel like I know dope artists to do dope things. So what better way to show love to them than to give them a platform to speak freely about some of the things they've been going through and just their journey. So I thank you a thousand times for taking a part and just believing in my my vision that I have for this. And thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's my thank absolute you. pleasure. Thank you. This has been fun. It's so nice to see you. It's been like forever. Of course. Other than watching you, what you do on Instagram right. and Facebook. But I'm like, it is so nice to talk to my uh, my fellow scatty. Like, right, it's right. refreshing. Cool. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you again, Whitney K. I'll make sure that uh, when we actually drop it, I'll drop you all your, your links and everything right there below. Okay. But thank you guys for tuning in, and we will definitely take y'all next week. Thank